With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Welcome to Connecting with Coincidence. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. I'm a psychiatrist in private practice and faculty member at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. Each week, my guests and I talk about meaningful coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We discuss synchronicity from its many perspectives, spiritually, practically, and statistically. Why? We want to increase your connection to coincidences so that you can benefit from coincidence awareness in your daily life. I've written a book also called Connecting with Coincidence. And you can put that phrase, connecting with coincidence, in your web browser to find my book, my Psychology Today blog, website, and social media sites. If you want to know how sensitive you are to coincidences, please go to my website to take the Weird Coincidence Survey, Connecting with Coincidence and Synchronicity, spoken here. Our guest today is Patrick Belial. Pat is a spiritual world traveler who spent four years straight wandering North America and going around the world. Patrick has lived with Buddhist monks in Thailand, had a transformative mystical experience at an ashram in India, taught meditation and dream work as a counselor at Edgar Cayce's ARE in Virginia Beach for 15 years and practiced hypnotherapy since 1999. He has worked at the Division of Perceptual Studies, where we are researching the nature of consciousness at the University of Virginia, and he's currently on our advisory board. That's where Pat and I met. When he's not serving others or wandering the world, he is raising money for Casey's ARE in Virginia Beach, where he also has worked as development director since 2006. Patrick blends his joyful humor with deep substance to help others find meaning and inspiration. Welcome to the show, Pat. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Bernie. I'm really happy to be here. And boy, thanks for making me sound really good. (laughs) You are. Well, you are. Um, uh, Let's start with uh, that mystical experience you had at that ashram. Uh, because I think that was life transformative for you. Uh, could you tell us about it? Absolutely. Well, I'll put it into the context of our trip around the world. And I say our because it was my wife, Jane, and I who had gotten to a point in our late 20s of looking for more meaning to life. And just, you know, we'd, we'd done all the things we were supposed to do go to college and get married and you know, had good jobs and living in a nice place. We were out in Olympia, Washington, and still there was a sense of not being fulfilled. And so we cashed in our savings and took a trip around the world for one year looking for meaning and purpose, uh, especially perspective on life in America, because we do sort of have this paradigm that whether we know it or not, we're all following uh, through to retirement and then death. <laughs> yep. and, and that was... That was, uh, I don't know, just felt a little uh, empty, let's just say. So Jane and I took off, and uh, that's when we meditated with Buddhist monks in Thailand and got to uh, eventually got to this uh, Osho commune in India. And I have a great story leading up to that, which we can come back to if you like, uh, that involves a lot of meaningful coincidences. Well, why don't you start uh, with them? Because uh, I like meaningful coincidences can lead to bigger things, bigger events, if you follow them. And I think of uh, meaningful coincidences as a potential path towards spiritual development. And what Absolutely. you just described is a, sounds paradigmatic of that concept. So please tell us about the coincidences before the ashram. All right, great. Well, so I mentioned the, the Buddhist monks in Thailand. So we went there for a week. And they, 
I don't know how much you've heard <laughs> about Buddhism in terms of its practice in Thailand, but in this case, I have to say it was a pretty miserable experience. Uh, Jane and I got there, and they, they were all very kind, as kind as <laughs> uh, their perspective allows them to be. Let me just put it this way. I thought they were kind of cold and a-spiritual. They put us in separate cells, me and my wife, because we couldn't have human contact. Uh, we uh, couldn't uh, eat solid foods after noon. There were all these sort of rules, let's just say, that, that uh, are in line with their philosophy. But to us, it just felt, we, we just weren't prepared for that, put it that way. So it was a really miserable experience for this week in Thailand. And so we were sort of burned by that. And uh, so as we were heading off to India, we were a little reticent to do some of the, the adventures we had thought about because, boy, maybe they're all this bad. And so we, we got to the airport in Bangkok ready for our flight to Calcutta, and we find out that there's an, a strike. Air India is on strike. So we can't go to India, at least not today. Uh, I was standing in line at the airport, airport when I got the news, and this other man uh, with a beard and long hair was standing next to me when we both got the news, and he was disappointed, but uh, sort of took it with a grain of salt and, and a little bit of laughter, and we, we both said hi and sort of uh, just left each other there. Well, about 20 minutes later, when we got into the taxi that the airport, the airline had sent us to the hotel through, the same man was getting in the taxi. His name was Pranshu. And we connected and, and I asked him why he was going to India. And he said he's, uh, well, he, he lives in a community there. And, uh, and I tried to find out more about it. And he was a little, retro, uh, little, little hesitant to share it for whatever reason. Well, a little bit later at the hotel, we went down for dinner, Jane and I, and who was there at dinner? There he is again. But Pranshu, there he is again. So we, Jane and I had developed on our trip around the world, this we call it the rule of threes. And whenever you bump into the same person three times, you have to, they, they are there to send you a message. Uh -huh. We just knew it. And uh -huh. so we had, we had to make a connection, there was no doubt. So we invited ourselves to have dinner with him. We dug deeper into his story, and sure enough, he was part of the Osho community in Pune, India, and I said I was really interested in learning more. He gave me a book, which I devoured there in that hotel overnight when, I, when we saw each other for breakfast again. He invited us to the ashram, uh, and we said, well, we were just burned by an experience in Thailand, but we'll come to your ashram, even though it's way out of our way on the trip we were planning. Uh, it was. It turned out to be a 40-hour train ride from ah. the north of India, <laughs> and it was 100 100 plus degree heat, and we were in you know non-air conditioned cabin. <laughs> it was. There were a lot of reasons we shouldn't have gone. Let's just put it that way. But we knew, with all these coincidences pointing us toward this ashram, we just had to do it. So it took all of that to get us to Pune and the Osho commune. And so we got there, and we agreed to just a week, well, we just ended up loving it so much we ended up staying for a month. Uh, the people was, there were so was alive. It, was it, the, it sounds like you were going to the Himalayas or the foothills of the Himalayas. No, we started in the foothills of the Himalayas and we went south from there 40 hours on a trip. Oh, oh, so, oh. So this is, Pune is up in the mountains outside of Mumbai or Bombay. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's down that way, way down south. So it was, okay. Again, very hot, <laughs> but yeah. really gorgeous. And and unlike the rest of uh, India, this the ashram was very well organized and clean, and you could drink the water and <laughs> had a fantastic food. Uh, it was you know they, it cost uh, basically a dollar a day to get into the ashram, and they were teaching all sorts of different types of meditation and all sorts of different classes, personal growth kind of classes. A lot of Europeans were there and a few Americans and just people from around the world. It was a beautiful experience. Again, they were so alive and had my version of spirituality, you know, just plugged in and juicy, full of life.
We have about two minutes left, and I really want to hear about yeah. your mystical experience, but I don't want to have to interrupt it uh, with a break. So um, tell us a little bit more about what you learned at the ashram, and in the next yeah. segment, we can go on to what happened with your mystical experience. Sure. So uh, at the, do, do you know Osho, first of all? Osho no. is also no. known as the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. And Rajneesh, yeah. as yeah, yeah. most Americans know, was a pretty controversial figure. Uh, yeah. Um, he he did not let you stay in your ego at all. He was all about meditation and breaking through the personality to get down to the individuality, the uniqueness within you. Yeah. You no. Know? Uh, and so he was all about meditation, and he developed a bunch of meditations for the Western mind, uh, active meditations that allow you to jump around and and uh, do all sorts of sort of purging, let's just say, emotional purging. Um, that allow you to get to real stillness. It was at the Osho commune that I really, for the first time, experienced the state of meditation. Uh, the, again, there were 30 different types of meditation techniques that they taught there, but uh, this one called dynamic meditation was the one that really first gave me the, the, the taste of that moment of meditation. So I knew what I was after from there. Uh -huh. uh, it's there were probably I don't know five or ten thousand people present at this ashram. Wow! Uh, yeah, it's really it's an amazing spot. It still exists. It's, this is twenty years ago that I was there, but uh, they they're still thriving. So if any of your listeners <laughs> want to use meaningful coincidence to get them over to India, the Osho commune in Pune is a fabulous place to do it. Well, good. Um, we're we're going to define mystical experience. We're going to see how meditation led to your mystical experience. It's one that you really found helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but as we come to the end of this, uh, this segment, uh, you are listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, uh, Bernie Beitman, MD. That is me on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. And our guest is world spiritual traveler, Pat Belial. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV. Plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like x-zone sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. 
As this is the first book in the esoteric series, modern esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Welcome back to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence, and our guest is Patrick Belial, and we are about to join him in his story of his mystical experience in an ashram near Mumbai in India. So, Patrick, please tell us about it. Absolutely. So, we were at the Osho Commune for probably a couple weeks when I decided to take a personal growth class called Opening to Your Emotions, and it was using something called pulsation therapy, which is a form of breath work. Have you done breath work before? I know you know a lot about some, some. rebirthing. I, I, do, I do some breath work uh, every day. Oh, great. Well, this, this, uh, this facilitator uh, facilitated probably 15 of us in this class uh, into an altered state of consciousness using breath work. And we were all laying on the floor in this room. And, and just, uh, just, just, just for our, our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, a simple version of breath work is to remember to take a deep breath every once in a while. That's a simple <laughs> version of it. Um, but to be able to then also set aside some time to do some deep breathing is the second level of that. And what you're talking about is going to be more complicated, but it's a simple, it's, these are simple steps that you will alter your consciousness with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, things like rebirthing and pulsation therapy, as essentially I think of them as controlled hyperventilation. Yes. It's not exactly accurate, but it's, but it does get you into this, uh, different yes. state of mind. I think there's uh, a good name for it. It's a good name for it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so she led us into this, uh, state of mind, let's say it's almost like hypnosis really. Uh, but, uh, a place where your mind couldn't distinguish between what was real and what was imagined. And so she, she had us imagine a person with whom we have unfinished emotional business and invite that person person forward and have a conversation with them. And so each of us was laying on the ground, as I said, sort of doing our own thing, our own inner work. And, uh, you know, so I was there doing mine, laughing and crying and and really processing a lot of emotions. And uh, uh, at the end of that, uh, probably 20 minute process, uh, I just lay on the ground in this beautiful state of peace and just really feeling clean and clear and present. And spontaneously, out of nowhere, this bluish purple light came in and sort of washed me away. And so I wasn't present per se, but I was totally aware of everything in the room. I could, I could see essentially uh, all the other people laying on the ground in the class there, and I had a sense of what each of them was going through in their process. And I was also intensely aware of love, just pure, unconditional love that this bluish purple light was. And that is, that's that just for to pause for the moment of that experience, uh, Pat, that that is, uh, and you're conveying it to, to me now, and because I've experience something like that too and it, it to, to be in a place in your consciousness where love is what's there mm-hmm. is an a, amazing thing to do and you, there you are right there in it with your bluish light and the expe- yeah. feeling of love yeah man well and, and part of the thing was and this is where it's a paradox i wasn't even there it felt like there was no me. I just was awareness. I was, you know, I, I knew, and it wasn't that I believed 
love or felt love. It just, I was love. I uh-huh. was surrounded by love. It's, it's just, it's a hard thing to describe. Um, but so, you know, in, in that state, I just knew that it didn't matter if, if I was king of the world or if I was in prison somewhere, that everything was exactly as it should be and that everything's going to be okay. Huh. And it really, just touching that, even just for a moment, yeah. has given me, given me something I can go back to anytime I think about getting stressed out or worried about how something's going to work out. I, I can go back to that touchstone, that foundation, and remember that that's, that's the reality, is that only love exists and that all is well. Well said. Beautifully said. Well, it was funny, you know, when I when I came out of it, I I didn't really I wasn't aware at that moment what I had just experienced, uh, but I knew that I wanted to tell my wife who was somewhere else in the ashram. And so when we sort of got out of that class, I, w- I remember wandering through the ashram looking for Jane, and how everything now seemed much more alive. The colors were brighter, and the edges of everything I was looking at were crisper. The sounds were more sharp, and it turned out that metaphysical experience had given me a physical healing. Uh, I Before that experience, I was 20, 35 in my eyes and preparing to get glasses. And after that experience, I was 20, 15, <laughs> which I didn't even know that existed. It, it means I could see at 20 feet what most people see at 15. Uh, my hearing test showed that I had the hearing of a seven-year-old <laughs> my, doctor, my doctor said, "Didn't haven't you ever been to a rock concert?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, plenty of times." But yeah, my, my so so physical healings had taken place from that metaphysical experience. So, you know, my message to your people is: listen to those meaningful coincidences. If you meet a Pranshu in your life, <laughs> follow, listen listen to what he says, and even if it's not not not. Uh, not easy to get to, not convenient. Uh, do the, take the action that they're suggesting, because, boy, the universe has something great in store for you. Uh, and one of the background uh, influences on um, that coincidence with him was that you were searching, and our research yes. shows that searching for meaning in life increases coincidences. It's 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 seems self-evident after you say it, but that it that's what. You were doing, and that increased yeah. the likelihood. And even had a little algorithm of three times means, let's get to know that guy better. Exactly. That's, no. Well, that's, that's right. do, do you sometimes after mystical experiences, which include NDEs, non near death experiences, people uh, experience more coincidences? Did you find that to be the case with you? I'll say yes. Although I think what the reality of it is, is that I started to look for more meaningful coincidences. I, now that I was aware that they existed in the world, I was, I was receptive to them. I was actually, you know, actively seeking them out, watching for them. You know, they were probably happening to me before. I just wasn't aware of them. <coughs> and so, uh, for instance, when we were in New Zealand on the same trip around the world, we bumped into this woman, Emma, three times, same thing. We followed our three-time rule and and uh, got to be friends with her. The long and short of that is we went to Australia after that and literally bumped into Emma in the middle of Sydney, Australia, you know, city of six million people or something, bumped into her there and had a great experience. We stayed with her and her friends. And and then she ended up getting a a graduate student position um, at Ohio University. And so she came to America and we were able to help her out there. She married an American. Now she lives in Oregon. She's a PhD biologist out there. Anyway, just that that relationship was a product of meaningful coincidence. And and, and we, that and, and that that story of running into somebody. Now you have told us at least two, and you've had more. That mm-hmm. is a a a, a coincidence uh, archetypal theme, uh, because I've heard it before. Um, where people do just what you're talking about, run into the same person, and stuff happens that's really positive. You bet. Uh, that, so that's 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 a good part of all this. Um, now I'm going to fast forward as we come to the end of this segment 
to ARE, the Association for Research and Enlightenment in Virginia Beach, which has been and continues to be a big part of your life. And as you know, I, I've visited uh, ARE a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, outstanding experiences I had there, because I'm sensitive to coincidences, I, I, I see them happening uh, on a regular basis, and because I'm, I'm tuned into them, and uh, I believe that I sometimes now make them happen or help create them, that, that I was um, kind of amazed to have the experience of, of synchronicity being spoken in the culture at ARE. <laughs> It's it's like they don't even talk about it in the talks because there's lots of different talks given at ARE. They're very valuable for people uh, searching for for meaning and the purpose and and help in life. Um, but synchronicity is just part of what they do uh, at ARE. I, I, and I I kind of I as I want to know how that happened. If you have some idea about it and what you can see as the role of coincidence awareness at ARE and how it's a part of that culture. And we'll, we'll have to continue that in our next segment, but let's start sure. with that right now, please. You bet. Well, so you're exactly right. The reason that I was attracted to Edgar Casey's ARE was because it helped me make sense of what had happened to me in India, ah, that, ah, mystical ah, experience, ah, ah, that mystical experience had had given me a perspective that I'd never received through my education. I don't know. Did you, in high school or college, did you ever? <laughs> yeah, I was taught co- about the in college. I took philosophy. Experiences. Uh, yeah, I took philosophy, and in philosophy, um, which I, I, which I didn't do very well in, um, but I learned a lot. Um, they talked about mystical experiences, and I I, f- I found that uh, quite intriguing, and wanted to know more about Absolutely. it. I can I can tell you more about how that developed. But we're we're coming to the end of this segment, and we'll continue with ARE and Patrick Belisle in the next. And you are listening to connecting with coincidence with your host, me, Bernie Beitman, MD, uh, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, and we will be back after a short break. From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond, you're watching the X-Zone Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's author of a fascinating book, 
Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Uh, welcome back to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with your host, Bernie Beitman, MD. That is me, and we are talking with Patrick Belial, and we have now gone from uh, an ashram in western India to the to a kind of ashram in Virginia Beach, um, Virginia, uh, where Pat began to make sense out of the mystical experience he had in India. So what did you find at ARE um, that helped you do that, and how does synchronicity play a role in that culture? Well, it's sort of like uh, what you were driving at, is that you know everybody at the ARE, uh, in Edgar Casey world, as I sometimes call it, uh, just takes synchronicity and meaningful coincidence as part of the fabric of the world. It's yeah. just a, it's just a yeah. given. Yeah, that's well, amazing. It's amazing. Is that they well, do it, that it's because it all came through the Edgar Casey readings that way. So the the thumbnail sketch of Edgar Casey's worldview that that helped me make so much sense of all this was that this entire universe essentially was created uh, for giving us souls, I'll call it, just whatever you want to call these individual points of light consciousness, Good. Um, giving giving us an opportunity through time and space to learn about love and patience. So essentially this whole universe is a construct just for our benefit. Let's just put it that way. And I know that sounds very egocentric, if you will, but that's, that's the Casey readings uh, confirm that, let's just say. The universe, the karma, reincarnation, it's all set up. Uh, to help us uh, discover our, our ourselves, essentially, um, and learn, learn whatever lessons we need to learn uh, lifetime by lifetime. So, uh, according to Edgar Casey, in every moment of our lives, this kind of is mind-blowing, but in every moment of our lives, we're attracting to ourselves exactly what we need to learn the lessons we're here to learn. So that means, just like I had in my mystical experience, you can just relax. You don't have to go out searching your destiny. Every moment, your destiny is coming to you. And so, yes, it will look like coincidence, but it's really what you're you're attracting the lessons you need to learn. So okay, so if that, I don't meet. That's why the Casey people say there are no coincidences. Exactly. I mean, we we all know that. It, if I don't meet you today, I'm going to meet you tomorrow. Or if it's not you, it's going to be someone with some similar patterns that I need to experience and learn from. <laughs> and that's why, you know, people at the ARE also don't stress out about things like, you know, the end of a relationship, let's say. Well, I shouldn't say they don't stress about it. It's always hard. But they know that uh, if we haven't learned the lesson in our relationship, again, the right person with the right patterns is going to appear in my life and they're going to help me now with my lessons. It's, it's you know, it's just ongoing. Uh, you know, you've, as a, in your line of work, Bernie, you see it all the time with people coming and saying, why do I always attract this kind of man into my life or this kind of job or this kind of whatever it is? Well, this is why we're here to learn certain lessons and we're just going to keep attracting that same pattern uh, until and we that- learn the lesson. And, and using that idea, I'm able to say to people that as you become more psychologically together, psychologically together, you will then be finding yourself in better relationships. And they, that yes. will mirror your development. What, one of the related uh, uh, elements of, of this idea is for therapists and their patients, because when 
therapists are seeing patients, sometimes the therapist's problems walk into their office. Yeah, yeah. To help you heal your own stuff, right? Exactly. From, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, to help you heal your own stuff. Continue that. To help you heal your well, own stuff. Yeah, so, um, well, what I was going to say is that if people are interested in learning more, more about these perspectives, one of the best books about what I just described is called Akashic Records, or Edgar Casey on the Akashic Records by Kevin Tedeschi. That's a really great book uh, that puts this all these systems in a in a really understandable way. Um, another one is a book called There Is a River, which is the biography of Edgar Casey that came out during his lifetime. And in the back of There Is a River, there's a philosophy section that really helps you understand Edgar Casey's worldview, or I should say, the worldview that came through the Edgar Casey readings. The third book I'll mention is a book called Synchronicity as Spiritual Guidance by Mark Thurston, uh, who's also a PhD. And Mark was part of the ARE for many years. Uh, it's just, uh, he's a great guy, and, and he takes a little bit of Jung and synchronicity uh, and then mixes it with a lot of Casey and makes it practical in ways that I think you'd be happy with since you're, you're all about trying to uh, use meaningful coincidence as a practical tool in your own life. Uh, I didn't know that was the title of his book because that's mm -hmm. one of the ideas that I am developing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I title it um, uh, a, a Stairway to Heaven. Uh, <laughs> I don't that's know where great. I got <laughs> Yeah, I wonder where you got that. Well, I, don't, it's funny, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I riffed on that name too. I, as you said, I'm a fundraiser by trade uh, and I raise money for the ARE. When we had our donor recognition uh, questions, let's say after our big fundraising campaign. We did a $30 million fundraising campaign a few years ago, and uh, we built a couple buildings, and there was a stairway right between the two buildings. And so I said, let's do our donor recognition along that stairway. We'll call it the Stairway to Heaven. So, so <laughs> we have a Stairway to Heaven at the ARE also. <laughs> don't, don't tell Led Zeppelin, okay? <laughs> I think others have tried to use that too. I, I, I thought, uh, anyway, that, that's a, it's, a great, it's a great line, but I, I, I have to um, even more try, try to get Mark Thurston on the show because uh, I want to talk to him about just that synchronicity as spiritual guidance, because I believe that it can be. And uh, I didn't know that was the title of his, his book. That's really yeah. cool. It is. That's really cool. He's a great guy. And he's also, he's, he's actually teaching now up at George Mason university, uh, teaching about consciousness and meditation and, and all these, all these concepts. So he, he'd be a perfect guy to have on your show. Say hi for me. <laughs> I'll say hi for you. You've, you try to get us together once before. Yeah, um, cool. what, so, at, back to um, the culture at ARE that I'd like mm -hmm. to have um, our listeners know something about is that um, because um, because life is 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 around us with symbols, and, and often in the form of people, and that our interaction with them that are trying to be able to help us get to a place where we can experience love and patience. Um, that has made uh, synchronicity uh, part of the fabric of, of their awareness of people at ARE. And how does, how do, how do, what are some of the stories you hear about their use of such things, such experiences through ARE? Oh man, they're, they're innumerable, let's just say. And uh, I, what I'd, I'd be happy to give a little formula, I guess, to your listeners about how we make it happen and, and then manifest our lives around it. Please uh, do, please do, please do. Uh, so, so according to Edgar Casey, uh, the most important thing any of us can do in a lifetime is to consciously set our spiritual ideal. So for me, it's love. Uh, for you, it might be truth. For someone else, it might be beauty or Christ consciousness or oneness. But mine is love. And so the idea is that every day when I sit in meditation, I am to attune to that vibration of my ideal. So I bring the word love to my mind, and then I sit with the feeling of the word love, and then I just sit with that feeling in meditation so that I, I literally try to attune my own vibration to the vibration of love. So that when someone would meet you on the street, you want to get to the place where somebody, whether you open your mouth or not, just says, wow, that feels like a loving person, for instance. 
Well, then in your meditation, as you're attuned to your ideal, you will get clues. Uh, you know, whether it's a, an intuition or a, an image. Uh, for instance, one time in my meditation, I got an image in my mind that I was standing in front of a group of kids teaching. And I got done with my meditation and I called the Waldorf school that was three blocks away from my home. And I was working there by the end of the day. They needed somebody so bad. And it was just, <laughs> it, it, it was just perfect. So again, was that coincidence that they happened to be doing the, the second and final teacher training of the year on the day I did my meditation uh, and called them? I don't know. Well, so it's... Well, that kind of thing. It, it, you're you're implying, uh, let me say, a causal connection between the two events. Um, that somehow that we help create coincidences like that. And one of the variables that help create coincidences is need, because need, uh, like um, searching for meaning in life, makes you be looking around your environment for something. And and I. I talk about human GPS as a as a way of figuring out where you need to be without knowing how you got there and then getting there, and there's something in all that that I you're describing in your loving vibrational uh, meditation that led you to make that call at the right time. It's true. Well, and maybe in our last section, I can, it also is a good segue for me talking about our three years wandering America and using our human GPS to decide which way to go today <laughs> yeah that 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 will be good to do so um uh what i'm what i'm i'm just i'm remain curious about the uh towards the end of this segment the loving vibration that if you if you meditate you focus on a particular kind of vibration that's going to attract people who are on that same vibrational level to you that's exactly right and that is a that is a phenomenon that looks like it could be open to um, scientific study, because just talking about love, uh, and we're coming to the end of the segment, there are different forms of love. So you can vibrate on a romantic love level, for example, and attract people who are vibrating there too. You are listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Bernie Beitman, MD, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, and our guest is Patrick Belisle. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, 
then you'll love my novel from out of the woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Uh, welcome back to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with our guest, Patrick Belisle. And we are talking about good, good vibrations. We're talking about good <laughs> vibrations. Um, not from the, and we're talking about this on the East Coast, not the West Coast, where the Beach Boys brought that out to us. And we're talking about the ability that Pat is describing to tune into a vibration. And his focus is vibration of love. And that helps him man maneuver and navigate in the world in ways that I, please describe a little bit more of that, Patrick, besides the job that you, d you got. You bet. Well, so after, after Jane and I came back from our trip around the world and uh, settled back in America, I found Edgar Casey, who helped me make sense of all of this, as I said, and discovered this technique of meditating uh, to the vibration of your spiritual ideal. Again, mm -hmm. mine is love. So I, I, I learned all that pretty quickly after we got back. Uh, maybe this was 95 or 96. Um, and one of the first things that happened was uh, that vibration really led to an inner calling to get involved with the ARE and uh, the Edgar Casey work. I knew nothing about the organization, but I found out that they had a youth camp and I really felt called to work with young people and teach them meditation and teach them to watch their dreams for meaning because Edgar Casey said, nothing will ever happen in your life that has not first been foreshadowed in a dream. So again, talk about no coincidence. If you're really watching your dreams, you will meet your future partner before you actually meet your future partner. You'll see jobs jobs coming or whatever's coming your way. So I wanted to really go down and teach all of this at ARE camp. Well, by this point, my wife and I were wandering America, which we ended up doing almost three years. Uh, we And we're not independently wealthy people. We would run out of money every couple months and pick a place to go work for a few months. And we'd get jobs and save up a couple thousand bucks and then jump back in the car and wander some more. So I used that meditation technique the whole way through to decide where I wanted to go anyway. Jane obviously has free will, and she could say yes or no. But, uh, but some really great things came to me through the, this type of meditation, including this call to ARE camp. Well, Jane wanted nothing to do with it. She didn't want to go spend six weeks in the woods with teenagers teaching meditation and, and dreams. So she, we only had one car which, by the way, was we, we named Serendipity. Good. She was just a little, she was, she was a little Honda Civic, and she took us all to all sorts of serendipitous events. But so she drove me with Serendipity down to ARE Camp in southwest Virginia and left me there in the mountains, and she went off to Maine to get a job on the water up in Maine and said, basically, figure, figure out how you're going to get here. <laughs> well, well, one day I was sitting at ARE Camp in the dining hall, and... Uh, this woman that had just come to camp that week said, oh, is that a letter from your wife that you're reading? Yes, it is. Where is she? She's up in Maine. Uh, well, I'm I happen to be driving. I happen to be driving up there tomorrow. Can you believe that? That's exactly what happened, Bernie. She said, at the end of this week, I am driving up to Maine for a dance conference, and I could use a rider to help me pay for gas. She dropped me off within 10 miles of where Jane was. <laughs> It was unbelievable. I mean, from ARE camp, the, the mountains of southwest Virginia, all the way straight to my wife up in Maine. 
So right, all of that right came wanted to go too from coincidence. Exactly, right, exactly. And the day I wanted to go, it was just shocking. I would never have believed it, except that not, now I know to believe it. If you're in the flow and you're watching for these things, they will happen. And, and there's a there's a, a requirement to ask. Uh, if you hadn't talked with her or she with you, uh, neither of you would have had uh, the companion on the ride to the place she was driving. Well, you're exactly right. That's definitely part the third part of that Casey formula. The first one is set your spiritual ideal. Second is attuned to it. And then the third is act on what you get from it, those intuitions. If I wouldn't have picked up the phone uh, for the Waldorf school that I mentioned before when I got that image in my meditation, or if that woman wouldn't have said hi to me at the dining hall and asked for a ride, whatever. Yeah, you're exactly right. We, we have to act in the world to make things happen. A friend of mine calls that uh, if the, the not moving violation when you oh, don't not, act. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, I, I just go back to the laws of physics, you know, that, that uh, an, an object in motion tends to stay in motion, whereas an object uh, at rest tends to stay at rest. Uh, so, in other words, if you're moving in any direction, the universe can nudge you a lot more easily sort of like air hockey or curling, <laughs> you know, it's like, as long as that thing's moving, you can, you can kind of nudge it easier than if it's just sitting still, you know? So that's, and Edgar Casey said that all the time, just, it almost doesn't matter. Just, just do something, take action and the universe will correct your actions along the way, but get moving. Oh, that's a great analogy. I, I love kinetic uh, inertia, uh, and that's what you're describing uh, versus yeah, sure. uh, not moving inertia. I forget the name for that. And and you you can if it's moving, you can move it more easily. That that's, yeah. you can nudge it more easily in a different direction. And yeah. if it's not moving, it's got when it's not moving, it has hundred. It has a three hundred sixty degree um, set of alternatives. So there's more alternatives when you're not moving. Um, when you're moving in a particular direction, the nudge can only get you a move in somewhat the same direction. It's that's hard exactly to, right. You can't turn it around. So certain advantages of sitting still because you can see the wide open potential of, uh, around you. But um, it's harder to get you moving. So you, when you're sitting still and you act, uh, I think then you have the maximum possibilities. Absolutely right. And it's potential energy is the other one you're thinking about. There's there's potential energy and kinetic energy. So. That's right. That's yeah. right. You got it. And and so the, you've you've uh, described a lot of um, a, a lot how coincidences have fit into your life. Um, and are part of the Casey. I wonder, since part of your job is uh, getting money, finding money for um, ARE, that I, there have to be a lot of coincidences that allow you to do that job well, because you do it well. Well, thanks for saying so, and you're 100% right, of course. Uh, and I, it's been fun to watch. You know, uh, my my intuition plus my contacts and my all the people that I meet in the world who know what I do uh, end up leading me into these unusual situations. I get to go fishing <laughs> in Florida with a 96-year-old donor who just happens to know so-and-so who puts me in touch with so-and-so. And next thing you know, they're, they're interested and they make a donation. I, I talk about my job as following the energy, just kind of like we were just talking about before. If someone has excitement around something, that's a form of energy. If yeah. someone... If someone uh, dedicates their mental life to something, that's energy. Or, or if they want to come build a building at ARE camp, just they just want to they have sweat equity that they want to put into it. That's energy. So those are all my best potential donors as well. The people who are dedicated mentally, physically, financially, uh, etc. There's follow, also follow that. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Well, uh, it's. I'm having fun with it over the years because it's led me to people who are billionaires and people who are famous artists. There's this guy, uh, David Dodge is his name. He uh, he was making a few donations to the ARE week after week, and that's not all that typical. So I called him up. All his checks said was David Dodge, architect. So I said, David, uh, I'm calling to say thank you. What, what has led you to make these donations? Well, you know, uh, all the guys down here 
have always thought highly of Edgar Casey. And I said, the guys down here, who are they? I said, all it says is uh, David Dodge Architect. He said, oh, yeah, well, I, I still teach and work down here at Taliesin West in Scottsdale, Arizona. I said, Taliesin? I said, isn't that Frank Lloyd Wright? He said, that's right. I was a protege of Mr. Wright's, and all of us architects down here in the studios are big fans of Edgar Casey. And uh, I said, wow, I'm going to pretend not to be starstruck. He said, well, come down. I'll give you a tour of Taliesin, an inside behind-the-scenes tour. And, uh, and then you can see my house, too, which I built adjacent to Taliesin. And the long and short of it is I did all that. He gave me a tour of both places. He offered his house for a fundraising event, which we had there. He invited this billionaire from Dallas who came to, the, <laughs> came to see his house. Turns out he's one of the heirs to the Dodge Motor Car Company. So he, he, had, he, had, he had funds, he had Frank Lloyd Wright training, uh, and he had this Edgar Casey connection and, and the spiritual understanding of the connectedness, the oneness of all. So, yeah, I mean, that's just a series of what I'll call coincidences that led me to a beautiful gift and start beautiful relationships and have an amazing life myself because I get to hang out with people like that. Well, it, it started with... Um your own curiosity about this guy that was giving uh, regular checks to ARE. Uh, that alerted you, um, perhaps in a way like the woman who drove you to uh, Maine, that you picked up something. Uh, and the, the check one is a little easier to understand. Is What's this guy doing? for this. Uh, but uh, the, both of them, you had, let me call it an intuition, that there was something more here. And that ability uh, to, to sense that there's more here and that I need to investigate uh, is, a, is something that you appear to be doing on a regular basis and enjoying because it's, <laughs> it's taking you on so many nice trips. But that's what you've developed. And I'll, I'll say that uh, your mystical experience and the ashram have had something to do with fine-tuning that capacity. Well, we've come to the end of this segment, Pat. It's been wonderful having you on the show. Really great. And Thank I'll see you. I've enjoyed it too, Bernie. Uh, I'm glad you did. And we are broadcasting from the X-Zone Broadcast Network, and our guest has been Pat Belisle. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you, or is someone you know, struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com.
Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.